RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. The Buccaneers season is over, long gone, but football is still upon us. We all sat back and watched that Super Bowl. Very, very, uh, it was fun for me. I didn't have, I didn't carry the way. Real, real talk. I just wanted to sit back and watch an entertaining football game, and it surely was that. Uh, My boy Chris, who works here at the Dignitary Tea in Cava House, is a huge Kansas City fan. Personally, I thought Philadelphia was going to win. I thought Philadelphia was a more complete football game, football football team. But football's played on a football field, and the ball ain't round. And funny things happen in football all the time. From top to bottom, I think the Eagles are a better football team. Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs got Andy Reid. They got Travis. They got got great football players. And I'm not sure if Andy Reid wasn't the biggest piece in that puzzle yesterday. So congratulations to the Chiefs, all the Chief fans out there. My boy Chris, who's a huge Chief fan, he was uh, pretty pretty happy with himself yesterday. And like, if you're a Chief fan, you, you've been kind of quiet, obscurity for a little while. The last four or five years, y'all been loud. Good for you. But y'all are in the middle of a dynasty because if that ankle of Patrick Mahomes doesn't become a problem, and it can... That team is going to be in it for quite a while. With Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know how long Kelsey's going to be there, but that team is going to compete for a while. So if you're a Chief fan, you should feel good about yourself. As Buccaneer fans, we went through a couple eras. We went through the Tony Dungy era where we had a good seven, eight years of straight good football. Um, Other than that, there hasn't been a lot of eras here. You know what I'm saying? And I got a funny feeling we're about to embark on a wonky era here in Buckland. So as a Buccaneer fan right now, when you're looking at next year, let's go over this year first, okay? This year, really in a, in a normal football season, mid-season, we will be talking about the year after in a normal season. Because this year was such an anomalous year and the South was so gosh darn terrible, The Buccaneers were in this thing all the way to the end and then won the South with eight wins, all right? Eight and nine, and they end up eight and 10. In a normal year, mid-season, we'd have been talking about putting, put Kyle Trask in, seriously. And we actually convinced ourselves as Buck fans that we were good enough to do something in the playoffs. Well, looking back at what I saw throughout the playoffs, what I saw yesterday, the Buccaneers were not anywhere close to that. I hope you guys know that, guys and gals. The Bucks weren't anywhere close to that. And if you're a Buccaneer fan, and we all are, we have to look forward and figure out what's going to be next. And next is scary, okay? Because there's not a whole lot appealing here anymore. When you do win a Super Bowl like the Bucks did a couple years ago, Usually, you have to take a couple steps back. You know, the the Mahomes situation, you know, they won their first Super Bowl with Mahomes with, um, with no salary. Then they redid his contract in a good situation. He's still a bargain, believe it or not. But the Buccaneers are in a situation where they are cap-strapped 
and they're not that talented. And the unfortunate part is a lot of the mainstays, all the cogs and those names that you've been hearing for a long, long time, some of them are going to go away. And you talk about a new era, it's going to be a whole new feel with the Buccaneers next year. You're, you're not going to recognize a lot of the names. You're not going to like a lot of the names, unfortunately. And we don't have an offensive coordinator yet. Fired Byron Leftwich. Okay, it had to happen. All right. Byron Leftwich didn't do a great job this year. But I don't know who would have. I don't know who would have done a great job this year with an offense that didn't have any strengths whatsoever. None. Bucks didn't run the ball well. Bucks didn't protect well. Bucks didn't throw the ball well. Bucks didn't catch the ball well. Bucks didn't, they weren't physical. The play calling wasn't great. So what happens is you win eight games, and that's what it was. But the Buccaneers are on, on the hunt for a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I've heard names bantered around. Keenan McCardell, um, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, and it's just about his name. I don't know anything about him. There's all, I don't know. Kellen Moore's name was out there. Uh, Frank Reich. Now let's get this straight, Buck fans. You ain't getting Frank Reich, all right? You're not going to really get a reputable name. You're not. Why? Because Todd Bowles is dead man walking. I hope you see that. I hope you see it. Because Todd Bowles is the head coach. And whatever you say about Todd, Todd Bowles, he made the playoffs this year. He could hang down his hat, you know, he could hang up that. But next year, Todd Bowles is going to be missing and losing a lot of football players. And I don't know if anybody can make this team a good football team next year. Because you're going to have to take some of these players away. I'm just telling you, in general. So I don't know if there's a magic offensive coordinator that's going to come in off the streets and go poof and make this a great offensive team because it's that wasn't a good offensive football team this year. We weren't good anywhere. And this is real now. I mean, a lot of people think that I'm this pessimist, pessimistic Debbie Downer. I'm really not. I'm, all I do is I watch football and I evaluate football. That's it. So... The unfortunate part for the Buccaneers, they're playing the same sport that Philadelphia and Kansas City's playing. They're just not doing it well anymore, okay? So, you know, as Buccaneer fans, we like to make things rosy, but let's make things actual. They were not a good football team this year. Who did we have that was great this year? Just give me one player who was even very good this year. Not on this football team. There was none. There, you go back to the Buccaneers Super Bowl year. Who was very good? My goodness. We could just start rambling names off. A lot of names. This year, which one of our receivers was very good? Our quarterback wasn't very good. We didn't even have a tight end. Our offensive line was up and down, injured, banged up. Most of them didn't play well. Tristan Wurst is fantastic. I'm going to get into Tristan Worse a little bit later. Other than Tristan Worse, nobody. Not Vita Vea, not Devin White, not, not anybody, okay? Not Levante, nobody. Nobody played really well this year. So we can say Todd Bowles didn't do a great job of coaching, and we can say that. I'm okay with that. But you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's real. 
the Eagles have four defensive linemen that are better rushers than anybody we had this year. Maybe more. You could probably go to their bench and find a guy that had five sacks. Our best rusher this year was Vita Vea. Yesterday, I was having this conversation with my boy Heavy Lyrics, huge Buccaneer fan. He was talking about Vita Vea as a football player. He goes, what do you think of him? I'm going, okay. He's not great. And me and Warren Sapp had this conversation way back when he was drafted. Warren didn't like the, didn't like the pick. He'll, he doesn't like big linemen. He likes active linemen. I was supporting Vita. You know, clog it up. Vita didn't do anything this year, man. And, it, and listen, if he was in the room, I would say the same thing. Vita didn't play well this year. Donovan Smith, I've defended him in the past. He should be cut. I'm okay. Watch what you want. Watch what you ask for because you're going to bring in somebody that can't block. I'm done defending him. Donovan Smith, you're not good anymore. Sorry. I've defended you for years. And they were put Wells and some other cl clown in there, and they were just as bad or just as good or whatever you want to say. But Donovan Smith, you're not a difference maker anymore. He will be released, right? Now, Tristan Wirth, an offensive tackle. I said he's the best pass-blocking right tackle I've ever seen in my life, okay? And I, 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 it sounded crazy when I said it. And then after I said it, I read this other thing and looked at some statistics. Pro Football Focus uh, last year had him ranked number one, and he had the lowest pressure rate allowed this season, 0.9%. 0.9%. That means if it's 1%, that's one pressure every 100 rushes. In the NFL, are you kidding me? Number two was Jason Kelsey at 1.2. And let me tell you, as an offense, and Jason Kelsey's fantastic. I, he's fantastic. He don't have a lot of one-on-one blocks. He doesn't. You always have a guard helping you as you're the center. Always. Tristan Wirth almost never has somebody helping him. He's fantastic. If they made him, if they switched him to left tackle and he was that good, they got to play him $35 million. But then you have to ask the question, do we want to do that? Do we want to take a chance and move him over and maybe he's not the same football player? Now you take away an asset and make it a liability. That's not what you want to do. So the Buccaneers definitely have to think about that, okay, in the offseason. Um, I think they have so many other worries. This ain't the year to do it. This ain't the year to do it. I don't know if Jensen comes back. We were, you know, we weren't. He came back and played the last game, and I have all the love in the, in the world for Jensen. He's making a lot of damn money, a lot of money. These are the names that are going to have to go, unfortunately. Names like Jensen. Names like Fournette. Fournette's not coming back. No way. Why would you overpay a running back who is a part-time player anyways? It, it, it doesn't make sense to pay a running back in 2023 at all, okay? So Fournette's probably out of here. Mike Evans? You think Mike, like, I would think that Mike Evans would like to end his career as a Buccaneer. I really do believe that. But if you put in front of Mike Evans, you know, Mike, this is going to be a tough year for us. You know, maybe we should move you. Maybe Mike Evans wouldn't mind going to a competitor, you know, 
San Francisco. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak for Mike Evans. But the Buccaneers have to make some decisions in the offseason. And some of them are not going to be, they're not going to be popular with the Buccaneer uh, brethren. Levante David, what are you going to do with him? You know, Devin White's getting towards the end of his, you know, contract. You want to pay a whole lot of money for Devin White right now? It's just paying a lot of money for a middle linebacker. It's not, it's not, it's not good business, okay? Paying a lot of money for a running back. It's not good business. They don't last. They come and go a dime a dozen. It doesn't make sense to, to, to spend a lot of the money on those guys. So the Buccaneers have a lot of decisions to make. First and foremost, you ain't got a quarterback. You don't have a quarterback, okay? Tom Brady retired again. This time it's done, all right? He's already filed for it the whole nine yards. He's done. It's over. Last year when he did it, I was on the air at 620, and I go, it's not done. Everybody goes, no, no, I said, it's not done. No way. Not after you lead the league in passing. No way you retire after that. You still have it in you. After watching Tom in that last game and really the last eight games of the season, he ain't there no more. It's not, it's not up here anymore. He doesn't have it here. You could have it in your heart, but if in your mind you don't want to take no more licks, your career is over. And his career was over probably six games ago. He didn't want to take a hit. He didn't want to get hit. He didn't want to get hit. Hit. And whoever comes in next is not going to have as many weapons as Tom had. They're just not. And and I I have to say it all due respect to Tom Brady because listen, it's it's Tom Brady. I get it. Towards the end of this year, I'm not sure we wouldn't have been better with Kyle Trask. I'm being honest with you. At the end of this year, his lack of mobility and the fact that he wouldn't hold the ball for three seconds anymore became a detriment to this team. And in all due respect, Tom, thank you for everything you did, but that wasn't it wasn't fun to watch at the end. It was almost to the point where they probably should have put in Kyle Trask to start developing. And I don't know if Trask is, is the future of this football team. I really don't. And I don't even know if they know if Kyle Trask is the future of this football team. I really don't. But they don't have many choices at this point. Blaine Gabbert? You think Blaine, Blaine Gabbert's going to sell a ticket? Now, the Buccaneers ain't... Look, the Buccaneers are a lot of things. They ain't stupid. They made everybody buy two season tickets last year to go see Tom. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. That stadium will be sold out next year. Ready is. Not telling you it's gonna be full of full of asses in the seats, but those seats are bought. So the Buccaneers don't care. They don't care. This is gonna be a rebuilding year. I don't care what anybody says. This year is going to be a rebuilding year, period. Period. There's no other way around it. The Buccaneers have to look at the future, and sometimes you have to sacrifice in the present to look for the future. If the Buccaneers even sometimes just got to go, this is not, that's it. Throw a bomb on it. Start over. And if you have, if Trask is your quarterback, you're throwing a bomb on something. Because you can't tell Mike Evans and Chris Godwin 
that Kyle Trask is going to be his quarterback now after Tom Brady, that's tough sledding, man. That is tough sledding. From what I hear through the grapevine, and the grapevine is the media, you never know what the hell the media knows and says. Trask did not pick up the offense all that well. So, what do you do? You put in a kid that's not ready, but what are their alternatives? There's not a lot of alternatives out there. Oh, let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if anybody wants to come here anymore. If Say you're a, a quarterback like a car and you're looking for a spot to go and you look like two years ago, you looked at this team, you're like, wow, look at all the weapons over there. Now what's he looking at? Who's our running back? Who's our tight end? Who's our go-to wide receiver? Who's our second wide receiver? Where's our speed? Who's our offensive coordinator? I could keep going. Our offensive line ain't very good. Oh, yeah, you're going to lose a couple guys too. Who the hell wants to come here? Two years ago? Oh, oh boy. It looked way different. Way different. The offensive line looked different. But they brought in Gronk, but we already had. Brait's going to be gone. Everybody's gone. So what's going to be left over? So what do us as Buccaneer fans, what should we expect going into next year? I, I, I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. But I'm, I'm about as realistic as they come. That season is done. I mean, they made the playoffs. So we have to say it was a successful season. But it wasn't fun to watch. And I know you guys as Buccaneer fans would agree with me on that one. Now, I know you guys saw some... Like, this year should have been a celebration. I don't know if you guys even realize this. But this year was the 20th anniversary of the Buccaneers winning their Super Bowl. And uh, do you notice nobody said anything? You know why that was? It was John Gruden. Nobody wanted to nobody wanted to bring it up because you had to bring up John Gruden, and they're trying their darndest to not ever bring that man's name up again. And I don't, I don't really care what your opinion is on John Gruden. I had an opinion on John Gruden before he was named and taken out of the, you know, the ring of honor and before all the shenanigans and tomfoolery. I didn't care for him as a man. So I think he's getting what he deserves. But it was really weird this year. You didn't really, they should have been a celeb there should have been celebrations. There should have been celebrations, guys, in the field, all the old hats coming back. But because John messed around and did what he did, they couldn't do it. So I, I just wanted to see if you guys really noticed all, all those kind of stuff like that. Now, watching the, watching the Super Bowl and the playoffs going through, you realize that the quarterback situation is, is very, very important in the NFL. I think everybody knows that. And I tell you what, I feel, really felt for Brock Purdy. A young kid who did what he did, I think won seven straight games, it might have been more than that, and goes into a, a, you know, a game where you win that game, you're you're in, you know, you're in you're in the history of the team. You get knocked out in the first half, I believe it was, and you barely finished that game. He ends up having a torn UCL. Finished the game, by the way. By the way, for all those Guys and gals out there that said that uh, the NFL teams would never put a player back on the field hurt. I hope you're not still saying that. Are you? I hope you're not still saying that because they don't care. They don't care if your arm is on backwards and behind your head. They're going to put you back on that damn field, okay? They don't care. So with a torn UCL, Brock Purdy went back on the football field and played in an NFL football game, okay? So once again, that should tell you a little bit about 
uh, how much an NFL team cares about their players. All right. But the quarterback situation, you, you can't fake it anymore. Okay. Joe Burrow is special. Joe Burrow is special. Joe Burrow is going to be back. Mahomes is going to be back. The San Francisco has a system that's going to be back. Not the quarterback yet. And I don't know if it's going to be Purdy. I don't. I really don't. Then there's quarterbacks like Garoppolo out there who I think can win. I think the Buccaneers are maybe looking at him. Do I think Garoppolo could come here and win? No, I do not. I certainly do not. But looking around in the NFL and the playoffs, looking at the different teams and the way they're built and their systems and boy, the Buccaneers were so far from that this year. That it's sad. It was sad. Because I didn't see a whole lot this year that the Buccaneers can hang their hat on next year. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't turn the ball over. We didn't rush the passer. We didn't rush the football. We didn't protect it. We didn't do much of anything this year. Because you, when going into the next year, you have to say, okay, what are we starting from? What's a nucleus? What do we do well? So what is Todd Bowles going to sit down with his coaches and say, what do we do well in the offseason? The coach can look back at them and say, nothing. We have to develop something. So if you have to develop something, that means you're rebuilding. And that means you're probably not going to win a lot of football games next year. And that means there's probably not going to be a lot of fun to be up in Raymond James Stadium watching, uh, you know, Trask or Gabbard or whoever it may be. But that's, it's just not, it's not going to have the same feel. It's not going to have Tom Brady going down the field, pumping his fist, doing his thing. So I'm just saying, for Buccaneer fans, brace yourself because it's, it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be rocky. Now, I want to, Obviously, uh, congratulate Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for winning that Super Bowl. Um, like for me, it was just about watching a wonderful football game, okay? But Andy Reid has to have had a nice night last night. You just beat the team that fired you, told you you weren't good enough. I'm sure he did have a bunch of cheeseburgers. By the way, Terry Bradshaw did not treat Andy Reid well at all. Waddle, waddle, waddle over here. Come on, Terry. Don't do that. And you just curse people out for talking bad about you, Terry. Don't talk about the man. He's a big man. He eats cheeseburgers. Okay, it's all good. I can talk bad about him. I'm, I'm a big guy. But the health of Patrick Mahomes going forward is the key to that whole Kansas City organization. If he's healthy, everybody's in trouble for a long time going forward. Jalen Hurts, boy, what can he be sad about today? He played his ass off. You go score 35 points, the most points ever scored in the Super Bowl in a loss. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia, he's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you lots of money. And he deserves every penny he gets. He's a winner, period. And listen, the key to that game yesterday, everybody's going to put it on the quarterbacks. Oh, Mahomes was so great and Hurts was so great. The Chiefs offensive line. I didn't hear not one Eagles defensive lineman name the whole game. They had four defensive linemen that had over a double-digit sacks. Four. Let me rewind back to somebody you guys told me was great for many, many years. You remember the name Gerald McCoy? Go back and look and see how many double-digit sack years Gerald McCoy had. And the Eagles had four guys this year with double-digit sacks. 
and they didn't sniff Mahomes. They didn't get nowhere near him. Remember what the Bucks did to him in that Super Bowl? Running for his life. If you let Patrick Mahomes be comfortable, good luck with that. All right? And that's how it turned out. You ain't going to stop. You're not going to stop anybody in the NFL in 2023 without a pass rush. You're just not going to do it. That being said, everything kind of goes back to the Buccaneers. We didn't rush the passer at all this year. At all. Since the second that Shaq Barrett went down, this Buccaneer team was reeling to rush the passer. And when you have to blitz to get to the quarterback, it turns into bad things, and it turned into bad things towards the back end of this, of this football season for the Buccaneers. So a pass rusher is just one of the things the Bucs have to figure out. But all these things that I'm saying now about the Buccaneers have to get done, that's so it's not easy to do when you ain't got no money. Okay? So if you have a house that's all broken down and you're in debt, how are you going to fix your house? How are you going to fix your damn house? How are the Buccaneers going to fix their house when they're tens of million dollars under the cap? How are you going to fix your house? We don't have a quarterback. I don't know where they go from here. And if Jason Light, you're going to have to earn your money now. Now your money has to be earned because Tom swept into town. Tom saved a lot of lives. Tom saved Jason Light's life. Saved Bruce Arians' life. Saved a whole lot of people's lives, but Tom is gone. Now it's on you, all right? It's on you, nobody else. I'm not sure where this goes. I'm just not. And now that this season is over, you know, to me it was better to have Tom than not have Tom. Clearly, and you got you have to know that as Buccaneer fans. We were better off with Tom than with, without Tom last year. Going forward, I think we'll be better without Tom. Tom wasn't all in this year, people. He, you, you can't believe he was all in when he retired last year before the season. He didn't go to OTAs. He didn't spend time with his receivers in the offseason. Like, these were the things that we were applauding Tom Brady and every other quarterback in the NFL for. He didn't do that in the offseason. He took 10 days off during training camp, unprecedented. During training camp, you're going to take 10 days off and then tell me you're all in? It's really hard to convince me, your teammates, your coaches, your organization, you're all in when in the middle of training camp you take 10 days off. Do I hate him for it? No, he's, it's your life, Tom. You made it. You made that. You created the point where you can take 10 days off in training camp and nobody can say anything. You created that, so God bless. But... He wasn't all in this year, unfortunately, and we'll be better off moving forward. Thank you, Tom, and that's it. Thank you. Congratulations goes to Rondé Barber as well, uh, who's probably just waited too long to get, to get in. I thought he was going to have a problem getting in personally, um, but anytime a Buccaneer gets in to me, uh, we have to rejoice, and it's a beautiful thing. And uh, he's probably the last of the Mohicans. I don't think there's anybody else, you know, after Rondé Barber, so... Uh, it was good to get the last one in. It's a beautiful thing. But then after that, I don't know if there's much more uh, happening after that. So if anybody ever wants to hit me up, it's uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up some of my other 
um, podcast as well. So uh, just keep an eye out for my name out there. Uh, in the trenches, we'll be doing on a consistent basis. I don't know if it'll be every week because the Buccaneers won't be doing anything crazy, but um, we'll be spinning them out on a regular basis and I'll be creating some other uh, podcasts as well. So anybody want to hit me up on social media, it's Ian underscore Beckles on Instagram. That's what I'm, I do mostly. And uh, other than that, I appreciate everybody tuning in every single week. Uh, it's off season, but uh, the Buccaneers are still going out there. They're still fighting. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Come on, check us out at Dignitary. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.